Welcome to Victory Church, November 25th, 2018. This is our worship service number 113. I hope you're having a good day and I hope your Thanksgiving celebration was awesome. We say hello to our viewers and listeners and we thank you for being here with us on Victory Church and I'm going to start praying. I would like to invite you to please stand up, join me in prayer. Thank you. Father, we thank you for your love. We thank you for your mercy. We thank you for life. And we thank you for this opportunity that we have, Lord, to be here in your house, to give you glory and honor, to sing to you, Lord, and receive your blessing today in the name of Jesus. Amen. I was blinded. You gave me eyes to see. I was going under. You reached out to me. But there is nothing you won't do to pick me up and pull me through every hour, eight days a week. Your love is like a fountain. It'll never run dry. It'll never run dry. Your love is moving mountains Every day of my life Every day of my life Can I get a witness? Hallelujah Hallelujah We want glory But can't measure up we try money, but don't get enough. We fill our sky with painted lights, try to guide us through the night. But you're the one thing that'll carry us. Because your love is like a fountain. It'll never run dry. It'll never run dry. Your love is moving mountains Every day of my life Every day of my life Can I get a witness? Hallelujah 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 love so much grace come on now can i get a witness somebody in this place come on now can i get a witness so much love so much grace come on now can i get a witness somebody in this place come on now can i get a witness your love is like a fountain it'll never run dry it'll never run dry your love is moving mountains every day of my life every day of my life can i get a witness hallelujah Can I get a witness? Oh, can I get a witness? Can I get a witness? Oh, can I get a witness? 
Can I get a witness? Can I get a witness? Can I get a witness? Can I get a witness? Through every battle, through every heartbreak, through every circumstance, I believe that you are my fortress, oh, you are my portion, you are my hiding place, oh, I believe you are the way, the truth. You are provider, oh, you are protector, and you are the one I love. I believe you are the way, the truth, the life. I believe you are the way, the truth. The life I believe you are. Oh, you are. Oh, you are. And it's a new horizon, and I'm set on you. And you meet me here today with mercies that are new. And I'm set on you, and you meet me here today with mercies that are new. All my fears and doubts, they can all come to, because they can't stay long when I believe you are the way.
to you with all of our hearts we need you so much Lord the reason why we are here is because we need you because we want to feel your presence we want to hear your voice we want to feel your touch we need you Lord Please fill our hearts with your Holy Spirit. Right now, Lord, please pour out more of your presence into this place, Lord. This is a holy place, Lord, dedicated to you, Lord God Almighty. Everything we do in this place, Lord, is, is to bring glory to you and worship you, Lord. This is a holy place, this property, this sanctuary that you gave us, Lord. Dedicated to you, Lord, for your kingdom, for the work of your church. And we are here, Lord, together with the objective of worshiping you, Lord, and give you glory. So we receive in this moment a fresh portion of your Holy Spirit. Fill each one of our hearts, Lord. Fill each one of us here in this place, Lord. Touch the ones that are watching or listening, Lord. That in this very moment they also can experience the glory of your goodness. And your presence. And we thank you, Lord, for your mercies. Father, those bodies that need healing, in this very moment, we claim that healing, Lord, and we receive that healing. Your power, Lord, touching our bodies, giving us the healing that we need, the strength that we need. And we ask you, Father, that you will give us that strength. In the name of Jesus, Lord, we thank you, Lord, for that. And we love you, Lord. Amen. Amen.
If there is a place that we need to go whenever we are stressed out or sad or frustrated or upset, that place is the presence of our God. That is the right place to go. We go to him and we can find in him that peace that we need. Because his pleasure is in blessing us and helping us and give us what we need. He gives us the wisdom as well. And he gives us also uh, strength. When you think about this, receiving wisdom and receiving healing and receiving strength, you have what you need to do what you have to do. Correct? And that is the way that he works, is through his providence. Providence is the topic of today's message. And we read the scripture in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Romans 8:28a. We know that for those who love God, all things work together for good. All things. All things. When you are thinking of all things, what are the ideas that come to mind? Well, you think, uh, well, the weather, you think uh, the economy, you think of your health, you think of the situation with your family, all things. <laughs> all things means all things. When we realize that he is the Lord God Almighty in full control of the universe and this planet and everything on it, including ourselves. So that means he is in full control. Everything is going to work well for those who love the Lord. Galatians chapter 4 verse 13 declares something that Paul lived. He said to the Galatians, you know that I came to you the first time because I was sick. That was when I told you the good news to you. The circumstance was very interesting. Paul was sick. Some people think that the issue was an issue with his eyes, because later in that letter he says, I am sure that you even could exchange your eyes for mine. But regardless of the health problem, what we know is it was a health situation that brought Paul to that particular place. The servant of God, Someone with divine inspiration. Someone with a divine calling. Someone with power, authority, and wisdom. Someone who is considered the architect of the gospel. A writer. A preacher. An apostle. Sick. But we say many, many times, Why me, Lord? Why me? Why I have to go through all these problems? Why this is happening to me? That, that is the question that we ask ourselves constantly. But what we need to realize is that there is always a plan because everything will work well for those who love the Lord. If you love the Lord, something is going to happen. And sometimes those things come through different Challenges like health problems for Paul. 
But let me show you another instance that has nothing to do with someone sick. This is in John chapter 1, verses 36 through 39. John the Baptist saw Jesus and said, Look, the Lamb of God. Two of his followers heard him say that this, so they followed Jesus. He asked them, What do you want? They said, Rabbi, where are you staying? Jesus answered, Come with me and you will see. So the two men went with him. They saw the place where he was staying, and they stayed there with him that day. It was about 4 p.m. These men followed Jesus after they had heard about him from John. One of them was Andrew. The first thing Andrew did was to bring his brother Peter to Jesus. You remember the story of John the Baptist baptizing people in the Jordan River, right? You remember part of that. This individual with a weird outfit, with a strange diet, very eccentric, eccentric men, calling everyone to repent. So many people got baptized, including the Lord Jesus. Not because the Lord needed to repent, but it's because, as he said, just to be compliant with the law, he said. It has to be fulfilled, the Lord Jesus said. So he was baptized by John the Baptist. John the Baptist got several followers. Among his followers, there were two, that that particular day heard John saying, here is the Lamb of God. So these two guys followed Jesus, and, the, and then the Lord said, what do you want? Because the Lord knew these two guys were following him. What do you want? And they said, where are you staying? Come and I'll show you. So they went to, the, to where the Lord Jesus was staying and spent the day with him. One of these two is Andrew. One of the apostles. And the first thing that Andrew did was to bring his brother Peter to Jesus. So now tell me if that was something, something circumstantial or not. You are wondering about your own life, why these things are happening. Why I have to go through this. I don't understand. These things are just weird. I don't get it. It's just not fair. I don't think it's fair. You know, the, the way that these things are happening, how people are treating me, the disrespect here, the lack of appreciation there, the betrayal in the other hand, the lack of loyalty of people towards me, why they are paying me this way, and, and on and on, right? Everybody is wondering about the same things because not many people are satisfied with their own lives. And when you are unsatisfied, when you are just wondering about these things, is when you need to think about the providence of God. Because whether it's through illness like Paul lived going to Galatia to preach the gospel, or because your brother Andrew was following John the Baptist, and eventually he stopped following John the Baptist 
And he started following Jesus. And your brother Andrew brought you now to Jesus. And then you found the way, the truth, and life in Jesus. There are many ways that are, when we are going through those ways, we, we just don't understand why, why is this happening. But the truth of the matter is that in everything, all things are going to work well for you as long as you keep loving the Lord. If you keep loving the Lord, things are going to work well for you. And those are connections that sometimes we just wonder, wow, that's strange. <laughs> I don't get it, how that happened. But the truth of the matter is that circumstances are just opportunities. Just opportunities. That is the truth. Everything that you have lived, those circumstances were just opportunities for you. Where you were two years ago or five years ago and the things that happened to you, they were just opportunities. Today you are living certain things that are just opportunities. And everyone, each one of us, has that chance. The opportunity to do one thing or other. Because we know that for those who love God, all things work together for good. Somehow, all this mess that we live sometimes, somehow, this craziness is going to work good for you. Wow. I don't see how you think. <laughs> I, I just don't see how. And I don't understand why. I mean, even if it's, if it's good, why? Why, why has to have to be so difficult? I, I would rather that this would be easier, less painful. But the truth is, for those who love the Lord, all things are going to work well. Work good. For those who love the Lord. Everything. Circumstances are just opportunities. And through circumstances you can, number one, help others. You can help others. Wherever you are, you always have the opportunity to help somebody else. Maybe we are tired sometimes. Sometimes we just don't feel like doing anything for anybody else. But there is an opportunity to help somebody. <coughs> but probably the deepest thing that we live when we are going through tough circumstances is the confrontation with our selfishness. I would love for you to try to understand what I am about to explain. This is difficult to explain and is difficult to understand. So give me your full attention, please. Whatever you are going through, you, you could feel this way or this other way, it doesn't matter. 
eventually you will be able to to have a self-confrontation. You, you will be able to confront yourself with your own selfishness. Because you are in the midst of something and exactly there you will find people around you, people that are in touch with you, that they have needs. And then is when you could experience this self-confrontation with your own selfishness, and you will be thinking. Unfortunately, is what we do. We will be thinking, I'm too tired to do this. I don't want to do this. I just don't see why I have to take care of this. Ultimately, I don't care. And that, my friends, that is the, the bottom of the self-confrontation with your own selfishness. When you see the reality of your life or the life of people around you, and when you come to that conclusion of, I just don't care. I just, I don't want to. I know I could do some things, but I just don't want to. I am just too tired. I just don't care. I'm done. Through circumstances, we can help others, but especially we need to come to this self-confrontation with our selfishness and see how exactly is that we live life. You know, we take a picture in a group, and our eyes go directly to ourselves. We are not looking at anybody, anybody else or anything else in the picture but ourselves. That's the way that we are. When we get together, we, we are thinking, now what? What do I want now? What do I need now? What, what is what I really want to do right now? Wherever we are, we are always paying a kind of attention to what's going on, but we are thinking, okay, in two hours I'll be done with this, and then I will do something else, something that I want, something that I care for. That is what we do. That is exactly what we do. And after three hours then, and tomorrow what? And the next day, what? Because the reality of life is that we live our lives thinking of ourselves. That's, that's what we want. I want what I want. And I care for whatever I care for. And when you don't get to that point of confronting yourself, yourself with that selfishness, you, you won't be able to pass through the circumstance. Because the circumstances are going to be here and you need to learn to, to pass through. You have to learn to pass through. But you have to go to that point where you see the reality of your own selfishness. If you don't come to that point, 
you are not going to pass through. You know what is going to happen. You will be, being, you will be involved from one circumstances to other, to other, to other, and you will never really grow and mature. Because it's all about me. What is what I want? What I want now. But when you are able to finally stop thinking of yourself and thinking, okay, God, show me, Lord, what is, what is what you want me to do? What is what I have to do now? Because I really don't know. You know what? I understand. I am being so selfish. I just, I, I have lived my life just thinking of myself. And I have to stop that. Okay. So what, what now? What now? Well, the next thing you have to do is to learn to give without expectation. You have to learn to do without expectation. Which means you will be able to participate in family functions or in your community activities you do or in your work becoming a giver. You just give and do. You give and you do. But you do it without expectation. Because you are learning to stop being selfish. You are learning to live a life that is going to be really praised by God when you stop thinking of yourself. So let me give you scenarios that you can apply this knowledge into your life in your home. Let's just start in your home. How you can apply this in your home? Well, you need to think of people that are, live in the same house and start thinking of what is what they like. And what is what they need. So you start planning to do things for those individuals because those are the things that they like or they need. And you start doing those things and giving to these people what they want or they need in your own home. But you have to be intentional, which is not the norm, you know? Intentionally, we want things for ourselves, <laughs> right? That is what, intentionally, that is what we want, but that is the wrong thing to do. That is the attitude of a kid. Have you ever seen a little kid, three years old, five years old, seven years old, come into the parents' home, I mean, parents' bedroom, with a cup of tea or a fruit, and say, Mama, here's your breakfast. Do you want to drink this? Have you ever seen a kid bringing a blanket to the parents and covering their feet when they are taking a nap? Have you ever seen a kid washing the car of the dad because he wants his dad going to work Monday with a clean car? Have you? No. You don't, do, you don't see those things. And why is that? Because kids don't care. They are just thinking of what? Themselves. I want to play. 
Give me my toy. Give me my this. Give me my this. It's all about me. You see? There is no difference between a four-year-old and us if we do the same thing. But when we stop thinking of ourselves and intentionally in our home, we think, what is what these people want? What is what they need? How can I help? Then is when you are learning. It's not a burden to you anymore. You are intentional in trying to provide for these people whatever they want or need. And how do you do that in your workplace? The same way. The same way. What is what your supervisor wants? What is what your co-workers want? What is what the customers want? <laughs> it's a learning process of stop thinking of myself. And, and you have to start one day and continue going in that way until you get it. You cannot live your life just for your own sake. Just for yourself. There has to be a greater reason than yourself to live. So the providence of, of God works that way. That confronts you with your selfishness. To teach you that you need to be a giver and a doer. Without expecting anything for what you do. But there is something else. When you are going through this process. You have to be willing to learn something new. Whether it's in your home or in your workplace. When you stop thinking of yourself, you start thinking of what they need, what they want. And you become a doer, a giver without expecting anything, just to help others, provide for others. You have to be willing to learn something new. Because you have to continue be learning things. Learning things. You know what is the meaning of learning? Is to change. But when we are stuck and we say, this is me and I'm not willing to change. I'm not going to do this because I just don't want to. Because I don't like it. <laughs> There is no room for, for growth here. So you have to be willing to learn something new. What, what can I learn now? There has to be something that I can learn through this. Because you love God. So everything works well at the end for your good. Everything is going to work well for you. What are you going to learn through this? Think about it. What are you learning through this process that you are going through? What are you learning? And some people just don't get it. Don't get it that they are selfish. Some, some people just don't get it. But you cannot be that person. You have to see that. How the selfishness can destroy yourself and destroy relationships around you. Because it's possible. Think about the workplace. In a workplace, there are needs in a job description. But imagine if somebody knows how to do something 
But because it's not in his job description, he's not going to do it to help others. That's not right. When you know how to do certain things to help others, but you don't want to do it, just because you don't want to, <coughs> eventually people will find out. And your supervisor is not going to be happy knowing that you could do something, but you didn't do it. But the Lord God sees us, sees you. And he knows that you can do better. You just don't want to. If you are that stubborn, if you just refuse to help others and change, you are not pleasing the Lord. You have to see that. He wants all of us to change, to improve, to do better. We need to learn something new. If there are some needs in your workplace or in your home, and you just don't know how to do it, well, learn it. Learn those things. Change. Because that is exactly what the Lord wants us to do. You are the providence of God. In this short video, you can see there is a lady that is pushing this uh, scooter, right? She is the providence of God for this other girl. So how, how often we are in that spot, my friends? How often we are like that? Somebody in the scooter there and needs help. And we see the person in the scooter and we just keep on going. We know somebody in the house needs help and we just keep on going. We know somebody in the company needs help and we just keep on going. We ignore those who need help. That's not right. It's just not right. Because you are the providence of God for others. You can do things. You can do th little things you can do. Everyone can. All of us. Matthew 6.26. The Lord says this, look at the birds. They don't plant, harvest, or save food in barns, but your heavenly Father feeds them. Don't you know you are worth much more than they are? That's a promise of provisions, how the Lord will provide and take care of the needs of everybody. Because the Lord loves us, we are worth much more than birds. Whatever, are your, whatever your needs are, whatever you need now or in the future, the Lord is going to take care of that. He will, because He cares for you. The providence of God is going to be shown to you through others. But there are some little things that we need to see in this passage. The first one, and it says that birds... They don't plant. Do we agree on that? Yeah. Birds don't plant. They don't have the capability directly to plant, but they participate in that process. Correct? Because there are seeds all over, thanks to the birds. 
they do not harvest, but they eat the fruit. Here in the property, you know, several of our trees, the, for instance, the peach trees that we have here, and the fig trees here, birds, they come and eat them. So, yeah, they don't harvest, but they do participate in the harvest. And uh, the next thing it says that safe food in barns. Well, I don't know if you have seen that, but birds, they get their food and they, they, they have something to eat later as well. Because there are basic things that we need to do. And when, when you think of the providence of God, how the Lord is going to take care of all your needs now and forever. You trust in Him. But at the same time, you need to think responsibly about these three aspects. What are you planting today for your future? What are you planting? Because you need to be aware that there is a future. You have to be planting the right seed in your relationships and financially as well. With your health. And also you have to save some. Not everything you have has to be spent. <laughs> you have to learn to save some. Your life allows God to bless people. That is providence. Some of us have the opportunity to give money to people when they are in need. Some of us have the wisdom to give Advice to people when they have a need. Some of us have ability to do things for people when they have a need. Because we allow the Lord to bless people through us. We allow Him to be a blessing to others. You can be that person being the, the providence of God for them. Within your limits, your voice and your hands deliver the blessing of God to those who are praying for a miracle. There are people praying for miracles, right? We, we know that. You pray for miracles. I pray for miracles. Okay. So people are praying for miracles. We are praying for miracles. And the truth is there are individuals that are going to be the voice and hands of God to deliver that blessing. Do you realize that you could be the deliverer of a blessing to some people? Do you realize that? You yourself being the deliverer of a blessing to others. Yourself. Becoming the providence of God. But you have to do it within your limits. What will happen... If you are so generous and compassionate, yet you take your entire paycheck and you give it away, and it's only the tenth of the month, and you are out of money, what will happen? Or what will happen if you live, let people come to live in your home and you use this room, you use this room, you use this room, you use this room, and then eventually everybody's in every one room, and suddenly somebody else comes and you say, well, come and sleep in my room. And now you don't have a room. 
What happens with, when, when you are not thinking about boundaries and being the providence of God? That is the other point that you need to think. Because unfortunately, friends, you have to be aware of this, that some people will just take advantage of you. When they see that you are generous and kind, <laughs> they, they can go and just take more and more of you. And that happens in our home sometimes. Somebody is so willing to help and serve, and the rest are just watching. Oh, how nice. How nice of you. That was great. Thank you. Looks great. <sighs> Doing nothing. Do, do what you can to help people within your limits. You have to set boundaries on that as well. Because it is not fair when you are a giver and a doer and you are just <coughs> warning out yourself using all your resources to be the providence of God everywhere. It's not fair. People are not going to say to you, oh, no, don't worry, don't give me more money. Oh, don't worry, don't, don't, don't pay for that. Oh, don't worry, don't give me more food. No, don't worry about this. No, don't, don't clean my, my days. Don't do that, you know. In the workplace, it's the same thing. So everywhere, also, you have to operate within your limits. Within your limits. Think about it. You have to be reasonable also when you are the providence of God. What we do is we continue praying for the providence of God, friends. And when you pray, you give thanks to the Lord. What is what you need today? What are the things that are out of your control? Read with me this passage in Philippians 4, 6. Don't worry about anything, but pray and ask God for everything you need, always giving thanks for what you have. Expressing to the Lord that you trust in Him, that He will take care of your needs. Maybe today is the day to, to push the scooter of somebody. Perhaps this week will be the week that we will be the providence of God for somebody. But maybe we'll be different. Perhaps we will be the one in the scooter and we need somebody to push, to help us. Either way, we need to trust in the Lord that He is going to take care of our needs and give us the wisdom. He can give us the wisdom. He knows that we want to please Him. Let's pray together. Dear Lord, You have provided for me all my life. You have been my provider since forever. Why I keep doubting? Why I keep being afraid of the future? I'm sorry. Please forgive me for doubting. Please forgive me for not trusting in you the way that I should. 
You are almighty and generous. You are my providence. I give you my life. I give you my heart. I surrender to you. I know that you still love me and you can restore me and you can transform me. I am here trusting you, Lord God. You are my God. You are who I need with all of my heart. I need you, Heavenly Father. Thank you for your love and your forgiveness. You are wonderful. You are the King of the universe and my Father. You are my everything, Lord Jesus. Receive the forgiveness of your sins. Receive the peace of God. Receive more of His Holy Spirit. And be blessed in the name of Jesus. Today is a good day to be in the house of the Lord. And we just keep trusting in Him that He has something wonderful for us in our lives. Correct? Now we can all declare together, I am forgiven and saved by faith in Jesus. This year, I will become more spiritual. Friends, thank you so much for coming up to church and for our viewers and watchers. We wish you a beautiful, beautiful week. Be blessed in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. From darkness to light Anytime temptation comes And someone stands to fight Anytime somebody lives to serve And not be served I know, I know, I know, I know God is on the